Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for a busy gamer. I am constantly mistaking other women for my wife, it's Michael. Joining me, as always, is trapped in the foggy little town, it's Adrian. Ah. <laughs> and uh, 204863, a new dimension will open. It's Matt. I hate I hate uh, the company. What's this company? This company that makes gambling machines has made me so sad. Konami. Konami, that's the one. If you haven't the guessed by a clever little intro there, or by the title of this month's episode, we've been playing the seminal classic, the masterpiece, according to some, that is Silent Hill 2. Uh, Straight off the bat. Uh, is this a masterpiece? I don't think so. I, I would... I think it's very I, nice. It's I very see... Good, I don't know. I see where the people who are calling it a masterpiece are coming from. That's like... Yeah, it's about 20 years ago. That's where they're coming from. <laughs> hey, oi. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but there's... It definitely could be. Yeah. It's definitely a distinction between like... I see someone like people going, oh, Banjo-Kazooie so good. And I'm like, was it ever... Was it ever? <laughs> I had to break <laughs> someone's heart at work the other day. <laughs> Who were like, oh, I'll bring my N64 to work and we'll play Mario Kart. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, we'll play Goldeneye. I'm like, okay. And they're like, we'll play Pentecostal. I'm like, no, thank you. Please stop. <laughs> You've ruined it. I, I told my friend that we, he started listening to the podcast and he replayed the game. And I was like, so do you see how bad it is now? He's like, no, I loved every moment of it. <laughs> you are broken, sir. Yeah, that's okay. People could be in denial. Uh, but I don't. I don't think that the people who played this. I don't think that they're quite in denial. I think they like. They had the experience. Is it now? Well, let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, so, Silent Hill Two. If you've never encountered the Silent Hill games, is a third-person horror game, including puzzle elements, and some mild action, as you, James Sunderland? Sutherland. I don't know. James. That's all that's important. His, J- his name is James, and you're just there. Yeah, you can watch the intro. That's the beginning of the game. It's a mess. It has flash-forwards. It has flashbacks. And you, and you just are in a bathroom, and the game begins. Yeah, it's it begins very slow. I think I I didn't get too far in the game, but like in the first hour I was playing, I wandered the streets uh, in the fog, and I was like, "Oh, I'm in the Silent Hill. This is the thing That's from all what the they say. That's what they talk about. Yeah, it's the fog. It's the fog from the Silent Hill. Yes, uh, the fog invented to hide popping. Yeah, yeah. That's and the why smart they did solution. it on, on PlayStation One. PlayStation 2, would they have needed it? Probably I mean, not. They still would have upped the, if they still upped the polygons to yeah. match, they would have. Uh, but but no, that's what you do. You wander into Silent Hill, you go down, like you wander through a forest for what seems like forever. Oh, so long. Like, look, this game generally gets pacing right, but the beginning, and then there's a part in sort of the back third, it's just all wrong. Like, your town isn't your town is not imposing and spooky enough to have nothing going on. Uh, okay, so this is one. This is where I'm like, yeah, I understand why it's a masterpiece because I agree. Because it's, I feel like when you're a busy adult, 
you get scared less. Things scare you less because you're like, come <laughs> you don't on, time e- to be scared. yeah. You're like, either kill me or don't. Like, hurry it up. And so the intro <laughs> maybe, yeah, that. exactly. Uh, I feel like the intro may have gotten lost on us because I agreed when I first played it. I was waiting for a dog to come and bite me out of nowhere and to just run and be defenseless. And I, I was there for it, but then it never happened. So I was like, okay. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I was. I've watched a few things about Silent Hill 2 and the reason they made that so long is because they wanted the player to make the conscious decision to not go back to the car they're like oh, I've walked so far I'm not going to walk all the way back there right so mm. they want you to hit a point of no return yeah where because maybe some players would have gone oh am I going the wrong way I guess I'll go back but then you'll find there's nothing to do near the car and you've got to keep going is that how that works though because I feel like what will happen? What I mean, maybe has happened is you go. Oh, did I miss something? I guess I'll walk all the way back. Like unless they stretched it just so far, it really did take a long time to get in. Like I did, I played a, an hour or so, and it just, I did take so long. If it wasn't for the I map, to- I would have given up. <laughs> I think, because you can check how far you are. I'm like, okay, I'm, I am. I seem to remember. The first Silent Hill tried to leave you a few more breadcrumbs. And I think that's what was needed maybe in the forest of like a, like, oh, is that Maria's? Is, is that Maria's shoe? Like, like just yeah. something. Because it really is like nothing until we hit the cemetery and meet, is it Angela? No, but you meet her pretty soon, I thought. Yeah, but you beat Angela, and then she's like, don't go there. And you're like, no, I will. You're like, i got to go over there. And she's like, I'm looking for my mum. And I was like, but you're in a cemetery. Is, he, is your mum dead? We'll find out more later. Uh, I did like the, like, like it, it was long, but it was good scene, like ambient setting. Because walking through and hearing all, like, all the noises, like, just in the forest you hear like something walking nearby and i was i was on alert yeah yeah uh i you know what else it's good for is my biggest grind uh is well first off is getting used to the controls tank controls uh not that also probably didn't help the intro yeah. like, that long path is also your tutorial on how to move because <laughs> it is not organic it is uh, not intuitive it, it it really do, like, doesn't feel good to pick that up after so many years of not using it. Uh, but then also before that, I had to even boot the game, which meant I needed to dust off my PlayStation 2. Uh, yeah, that's what I did. And uh, had the CD, the disc of the game. Yeah, sure. Uh, and I put it in and it didn't work because I hadn't downloaded the right... I mean, because I hadn't... The settings on my play. Wait, PlayStation Two doesn't have. A set- okay, you got context clues. Context clues. Yeah. <laughs> I had to uh, get my copy on PC, and uh, luckily there is a dedicated community that can help you run it on Windows Ten. Look, it's very, uh, it's very lost to time. I believe there's even. Uh, there was even trouble getting it onto the PS3 version. That's your most likely option of like legitimately playing it. If you can buy that online, 
But I think they're, they're almost like collector's items, so they're not that cheap. But you can buy that online, or maybe your local game store might have like a second-hand copy. And I believe when they went to do the the remaster of Silent Hill 2 and 3, I think even then Silent Hill 2 was throwing up problems for the team that were like tasked with upscaling everything to HD. Like Konami just forgot about this and left this behind because it must have it must be a problem with like the engine or something. They didn't they didn't want to ever keep this working. And so it's like it's full on abandoned wear on PC. You can't buy it anywhere on PC. It does not exist. Not on a GOG or anything. How much effort would it be for them to put it on GOG? Like how much effort would it be for them to put it on a storefront and then just begin making income? I guess it's not. Well, they'd have to get it running. I guess it's not as good as Pachinko. Well, yeah. Not as easy as Pachinko, certainly. No. But yeah, if you do get it running, uh, there is a great community that make the enhanced edition, and that's what I played. So I didn't have to use tank controls. That was really nice. Um, Did you guys have save anywhere you like on PS2? Uh, Is that a difficulties choice or a... On the PlayStation 2, you cannot. But if you were to somehow emulate it, not that I ever would do that, you could probably take advantage of save states like I didn't. They did just introduce, yeah, that you can just save anywhere. But maybe that was the enhanced edition difficulty because it turns out the difficulty, that is not an enhanced edition thing. From the beginning of time, you can play this game on, like, three different levels of combat and three different levels of puzzle. I went easiest combat, oh, hardest right. puzzle, and I appreciated it. Um, but the way that I feel like they made it harder is just to be more uh, like obtuse, like not yeah. not actually making the, you think about the clue per se, um, but just kind the of muddying it. No, like, um, so the safe is a good example of it was good because they used some Roman numerals instead of actual numbers. So you're like, what does that mean? Oh, that that is a number. Uh, but then there were other things. I think it's the coin puzzle where it's just like, and then this one is the man who was never there. And you're like, what does that mean? Does that mean it's blank? And then it it wasn't blank. It was annoying. (laughs) I did easy combat, normal puzzles. That was good. Because, like, look, if you're coming to play Silent Hill 2, combat is bad um, by today's standards. Like, if you're a fan of that style, it's very, like, Resident Evil 1 is very, like, I've played that, and it's in that vein. And if you like that, you go nuts. And the thing is, actually, that, I think I ruined that atmosphere that they wanted by taking easy combat because with my trusty pipe that I found in the hood of a car, nothing stood in my way. And so I was very fearless and I think it kind of ruined the pacing that they would have intended. But it was great for a busy gamer because it's just clunky combat where just things slowly walk at you down a hallway. You beat them twice you then stomp them once and you move on with your day i watched someone i don't know funny youtuber i'm sure you know it if you're listening to this um 
play on the hardest difficulty and they the things just weren't dying and it's like what's the point of that that's not scary that's just annoying like i think they do die but it's like you're just hitting them with the pipe again and again and again and they get up again and you're like what why uh but easiest difficulty was great for the busy gamer running past everything is is an option as well and in some parts of the game so late in the game in the hotel you have to just run past some things and it actually shows you that you could have done it the whole time because you're literally like running into them and they're not attacking you because they're like, oh, no, 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 hang on. I'm doing this animation where I, I kick my top legs around first and, and then I'll get, oh, you're already gone. Oh, okay. oh he got See out you when you get out. Oh, he tricked, he tricked me. Uh, yeah, no, the combat and the controls... Just like, because that's the thing, it's a grind to start with, and then I have reason like, later that we can talk about later. But uh, I feel like the overall grind is it is old, it is so old that I would probably say it is not a game for a busy gamer. Uh, something I like that decreases the grind that the game does itself, uh, James does a great job of marking the map. Like there are, you find yourself in like, there are four main locations and that there's like the apartments, the um, prison, the hotel and the hospital. They're not in that order, but uh, all of these have like multiple rooms, multiple floors and he marks the map on like, this door is locked. This one is broken. Like, and that is amazing. Like, so well done to Konami back then for putting that in. Otherwise, you would have had a lot more grind. The, the part in the back third of the game where they put some grind back in for no reason after just having a really good time in the hospital and the scary hospital, they're then like, hey, go back to, like, the one of the first streets in Silent Hill and all you have to do is just leg it. And it takes so long it feels like to run there because some of the streets are blocked and and I'm like, why? We were doing so well. This was like a game of like moving forward that when you're in one of these buildings, there is a bit of back and forth. I can't unlock this yet. I need to go f- solve X. But then to do that in the overworld was like a bit of a slap in the face. I was like, I don't want to go all the way back over there because there's nothing to do in between. You're just, you're just, you're sent on a fetch quest to get into the next area. And it's like, that was so unnecessary. And I felt like broke the flow of the game at the time. Do you think they maybe had problems filling out the last third of the game? Is it that kind of feeling? No, because it led to the prison. And if you were like, if you were not playing this, perhaps how I did with maybe a cheeky little walkthrough when things got tough, the prison and the labyrinth will stretch out that time naturally like you you don't get a map for a while the labyrinth i don't think you get a map at all no he um, he makes his own map for it but there you go yeah like it, i didn't find it was that confusing i didn't need a i needed a guide for earlier parts that, uh rather maybe that's because i'm a dummy and so i felt like there was no need to do that run there was still plenty left to do in the yeah. last third. Although it was it? It was just annoying. You had to do it, didn't you, to get into the yeah. um, histor- historical. That would have been the great thing 
because another grind that could be considered for this game would be endings because there's several endings which we'll talk about after the the next half but um like it would have been a good thing to be like you can do this for an ending that makes more sense to me like are you going to go out of your way that to me infers you know effort which then gives better ending or different ending rather because it's like you get sent because it's part of a puzzle there's a key buried in the park but you can't open the box it's buried in without a wrench and you, so you got to go back to the first one of the first streets there's a wrench on like a porch but it's not there like it's not there when you first go down that street maybe that's so I w- the point maybe it's like ooh things are happening while you're not looking yes because i think yeah when you do that it's now nighttime in Silent Hill, or it's in the other world because there are actually like there are two dimensions in Silent Hill. Both have monsters. So Matt's given it a uh, not for a busy gamer. I think I will too. Not uh, as someone who was reasonably busy over the last like month, uh, it was hard to want to play it when the control's so hard and the intro is so boring. It was a lot like the cult games from last year where it's yeah. just like, I just don't have so many better things to do than push through this muck. Yeah. I think it is a game for a busy gamer. I finished with five hours playtime. Uh, and I think, I think for what it is, I like, I think that was, that was a good five hours. Like, that that was fine. Um, I'm glad it wasn't any longer. Do yourself a favor, just chuck it on easy combat, and then you can enjoy like the story that we'll get to a bit later. Because that's like the the enemies and like the the meaning is like what has lasted, not the game. But I feel like it a little bit would be lost if. Um, you just watched a playthrough is my problem. So that's why we have the two, we have two rating systems. We have this first one, busy gamer rating, yes, no. And then we have the, uh, the three at the end. So maybe. Would you say this? Would you say the same thing about walkthroughs though? Surely that falls in the same realm as, uh, watching a playthrough. No, because you still make some decisions. Um, and I only, I only go to a walkthrough generally, like if I am stumped. Like I, like it was the hotel, and I went through everything, and it turned out I missed a coin, and that I didn't throw soda down the trash can. Like there were there were just things that didn't, yeah, I didn't naturally think of. Not like a step. I wasn't. I didn't turn to it as a step by step, um, because it's like it's actually not. It's not. It's not that difficult. But there are a few things that made little sense and i was like okay i'm getting it out yeah and you kind of start to understand the language of the game after a while i think the biggest thing is i generally don't like games that have doors that can't open ever so like maybe if just don't put a door there yeah but i understand that they have to because it's a hotel so maybe if you want a medium walkthrough that i think would get you blind enough would just to have a friend get you 
a picture of the map where every door that cannot ever open is like scratched out better open up our inventory and maybe examine some items but don't examine too many or that could lead to a different ending i actually really liked the uh inventory like opening the inventory in the map felt good because the rest of the game is so janky and then you can go and you look at the little picture of yourself as you swipe and you look that the next game is orphan scion of sorcery and then you swipe again and the next uh item is a rusty pipe MVP. And then the next item is Brutal Legend, which is after Orphan Sign Off. Oh, th- those are the games that we're playing next is Orphan Sign of Sorcery and then Brutal Legend after that. Nice. I am ex- super excited for Orphan. This, I would say, of all the games, this is the game that I've always wanted to do on the pod. Like, we were conceptualizing this. This was like the game at the front of my mind to be like, oh, this would be great for the podcast. Like, perfectly captures, like, what we want to do and what I want to relive. From my understanding of this game I have never heard of, it is not well-received. Yeah, I'm on Wikipedia and it's 2 out of 10. (laughs) Like, damn. That's brutal. Like, what the appeal for this podcast to me was, was getting to replay some things I played when I was younger, but with a more, um, you know, a bit of a more mature take and being able to actually, like, all of these games, you know, you never finished. Um, I remember being very hard. I just have remember a lot about it, and I wanted to s- see if it still, you know, sort of applied. Wow. So this this is... And the I'm good, excited. And the good thing is, because we all dusted off our PS2s to play Silent Hill 2... It'll be yeah. easy to just chuck in our often sign of sorcery disc that we all individually have. Exactly. Uh, do we do we want to do a little bit of news here as well, or well, news adjacent stuff? Is it about PlayStation Plus? Yes. I have a contingency on the rating of this game, Silent Hill Two. If it is on the new PlayStation of Plus, it is a like it is a game for a busy gamer, and it is make time to grind. <laughs> That's my contingency. Is I'll yeah, have and I would totally agree with because that. it's accessible if now. it's accessible. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I spoiled that, but yeah, you guys, I'm really not like I'm. Uh, I got a bad feeling. Not a bad feeling about it. Just I'm not gonna spend double my money for. I, I don't think I will. Yeah, I, t- I think it's different things to different people. Some people. Like, will want to play all those old games, and so you know, like the PS2 classics, they either want to relive them or play things they never got to experience. Um, whereas, like, some people might just want like a more options on their PS4 and PS5, which is where you go for the mid tier. I think it's different things to different people, but it will come down to what games are on it. It was nice to see because we got a breakdown here in Australia finally of like more accurate pricing, and it was good to see that there'd been talk that the base level was going to have the number of free games you got reduced. Um, yeah, and it, it does. Looks like it? It's, it looks like it's going to stay the same, which I, it's good. Obviously, people pushed back and went, hang on, you're going to, for this for the amount we're paying now, you're going to give us less. So I obviously went, oh, okay, no, you'll still get two PS4 games, one PS5 game. So... That's nice. And then it works out to about 
it's sort of like two dollars a month more every tier so depending on what the four they say in quotes like 400 ps4 and ps5 titles but we know it won't be anything releasing new like game pass will sometimes release straight onto game pass they won't be doing that so it's gonna have to really depend on what's on there Especially because yeah. you you said it's two dollars difference, which it is for going from extra to deluxe. But I'm going from essential to either extra or deluxe, and that jump is what seven bucks a month, and that's pretty steep. I mean, yeah, we're considering that. Gone. Considering that, if you buy it during, they always do like PlayStation Days of Play in June. That's when I get mine. And I believe they turn the yearly subscription in Australia, turn it into 69 bucks, which is $5.75 a month. So, like, I already got a pretty good deal for, like, 5 bucks a month for giving me, like, three games. It's a shame we can't yeah. do the... Uh, there was, like, a thing going on for people who had play PS Now. Uh, and I... You, if you got it, they just gave you deluxe, so you could buy a year of PS Now and then have a year of the deluxe for the PS Now price. Oh, I'm t- damn you! Why, why Australia no have PS Now in the first Bad place? Internet. It, then don't make it streamable. That's so I hate streamable yeah, I don't stuff like at the all. Concept of streaming. Every okay, I mean. I love the Nintendo Switch, but every time someone says that there's a game on the Nintendo Switch and it is a stream title, one, it's, again, not available in Australia. Two, it's not on the Switch. You're watching, like, an interactive video. I don't know. Like, I don't mean to gatekeep, per se. I'm not gatekeeping the gamers, obviously. I'm not gatekeeping the games. I'm gatekeeping stupid companies making stupid decisions, in my opinion. I I think streaming suits better the PCs (laughs) because... (laughs) Your, anyone's could be having whatever hardware, but if it's being processed on a server elsewhere and just being sent to you, as long as your internet's fast enough, you could play, you know, the high, latest and greatest on a little laptop. And I imagine for consoles, it, it shouldn't future. be so much. Yeah, for consoles, it shouldn't be so much because you know what the hardware is. You design your game for that hardware. Uh, but, we got until we got like um, just over a month to see it roll out here in Australia. Do we have access to the library, like what the games are yet, or is it going to be on release? Someone's going to have to go through everything. I imagine it'll be on release. But like, hype me up, like a, like a week or so out. Be like, hey, just a reminder, we're changing the new thing, and look at these amazing games on the the yeah. deluxe one or the pl- plus. At least just a handful, like every week between now and then, and like, because if they throw it in, like, throw throw in stuff like. Oh, and it's not just the big ones that you know and love, like Ratchet and Clank or Jack and Daxter. We've got like Silent Hill Two in there. We've got Orphan, Sign of Sorcery. Because <laughs> like that's definitely in there. It could be all right. You'd uh, never know. Like they always they always have those sprinkling of random cult ones. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's that's the thing. If they have the cult classics, but um, I mean. You should probably uh, message Microsoft because they own Activision, who published Orphan Scion of Sorcery. So probably not the uh, PlayStation Plus Deluxe. All right. Well, with all that said, let's keep talking about Silent Hill 2. Now, I'm assuming I know what ending you got 
Matt, because I believe that most people would get this ending first if you just play it as a normal game. I went straight in the water, straight, boom, right into the water. Did you? Yep. Oh, okay. So yeah, I got the uh, I got the leave ending. So basically, so there are three main endings. There is leave in water and Maria. So leave is the, as far as I know, is like is the basic one. Um, it's the good one. Um, it's the good I, one. I would it's say, very boring. I would say that in the water, I imagine is the more likely one because it involves like being damaged, like hoarding your health items, not using them until absolutely necessary kind of thing, inspecting items, but then also not inspecting particular ones. But then again, so if you inspect if you inspect the letter, but you just blitz through that final hallway, you it won't like count. Right. So yeah, so I like I healed a lot because I actually found there was like a lot of health potions. There was. I just didn't uh, use them because I thought I think I kept myself at below half health because I thought green health meant like a hundred percent. But I think it doesn't. I think green might mean above fifty percent. I don't know. Uh, right. But I know that I wasn't green uh, for the majority of the game because I assumed green was over heal, and then. I got the ending that revolves about not healing, so. <laughs> so you also have to, when you meet Maria in the park, do not head east and do not make Maria tell James where the hotel is. I think that's f- fair enough as well. So it's like, so you'll also be punished from the good ending if you're not, like, paying attention. It's all, So leave is basically you have to you have to want to find your wife. Yeah. And you have to want to live, basically. If you pay, pay too much attention to Maria... Then you get the uh, Maria ending because you've, yes. you've essentially betrayed your wife by thinking about this uh, sexier version of her. Because that's this one the is like plot twist. one is the hardest uh, yeah. of, the, of the base three? I think it's not the hardest. I think it's just you wouldn't think about it because you, one of the things is you just stay... In the room when at the hospital yeah, she has a lie down it. and I'm like, okay, well I'll hurry up so that you can be safe. But instead it's like, oh well uh you're actually supposed to be caring. Which actually shows like, a lot about me <laughs> when it comes <laughs> It also has because 'cause you're cause that's the thing. So leave, I think in this description they're also forgetting that like so not only should you want to find Mary to get leave. Also think of it as like you want to find Laura. Uh, or Lauren. Yeah. Lauren. Well, Lauren. Cause I don't know how much, uh, I like the idea cause he never wanted to adopt her. And also he has, he's a killer. He's killed two people. So can you, would you trust someone? Who are the two people that he's killed? Well, okay, so major, major spoilers, by the way. In case you haven't already got it. I feel like that was light synopsises. This is heavy spoilers. So he kills yeah. his wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the reason his wife is dead is him. <laughs> but in, Did you know this, Adrian? I did not. <laughs> yeah, so... He, uh, she does ask you to do it because she's sick and she's sick of being sick. So she's like, do it. But she's like, I'm scared of death still, but do it. And he's like, I am a bad man because I killed my wife. But she did ask yeah. me to. And that's the whole yeah. I, thing. I, I don't know if it's in your one, but in my one, he admits to the fact that he shouldn't have done it. He killed her because he hated her. 
No, I don't think yeah. he said that. I think he just... So in my ending, yeah, he was like, that's not true. He's like, you wanted to live and I hated you for being like in the way of me living my life. Yeah, no, because my, obviously, my James was still uh, hung up on her and thus he ploughed himself into the water. Um, so he obviously didn't see it like that. Uh, I know uh, the Maria ending as well is a lot similar to what you're saying, where he's like, I wanted to kill you so that I could get with all the ladies, mm, sow my seed. <laughs> um, whereas, yeah, the other person he killed happens in the game because uh, Eddie is too far gone, which makes sense. Oh, uh, yeah. Like that's fine. Yeah, that's it's in self defense for sure. Yeah, I. You know what? Let's let me take a bit of thing. I love the quote unquote bad acting and the characters of this game. At first, when I James and Angela are talking, and the first monologue of Mary, it's like, yeah, this is people saying words, all right. <laughs> but then you re- <laughs> like you, it grows on you because their stiltedness is. So good because they're all messed up. Uh, so basically, it's like a B grade horror film. It it kind of yeah. starts that way, but then by the end of it, it really, especially because I think in the letter at the end of the game, the actress reads it in different ways, and if you're not like listening out for the subtle like inflections, it, it's essentially like I thought you hated me, and then the next one is like I thought that you hated me, and it's so. Like, oh, okay, so effort was put into this. Um, and when you consider that it's a man who killed his wife who's currently looking for her, uh, a succubus demon uh, who is trying to seduce that first guy, uh, a woman whose entire life revolves around that she killed her dad because he sexually assaulted her, uh, and the fourth one is just Eddie. He is just a sociopath. Like, that's just what a sociopath does. He's like, you're laughing at me because I'm fat, but I shot a dog. <laughs> it's like, okay, right. But so that bad acting is because at the start, you think it's bad acting. But then by the end of it, you're like, I don't know. If I had a conversation with someone and they were, like, facing these demons, I would commend them that they were even able to finish any sentence. So I, I think it is good bad acting, if you know what I mean. This isn't the room. Yeah. This is like, all right, so you want to sound stunted. Okay, cool. You get what I mean? It is, yeah. It's kind of like melodrama. Yeah. Like when it's, when it's yeah, when it's trying to be simple, it kind of comes off as like dumb but then it actually has a lot of, like, you're supposed to be paying attention almost, like, to the words as well as the... Like, it's, it is weird and it gets better and better for, like, every character becomes, like, better performances, except for probably James. He His voice actor is sucks a little bit. Yeah, I feel <laughs> so like... I won't give it to him. I feel like after Hotel he should really talk because he, he still was like, I'm pretty sad guess I'll go uh, unalive myself where like, I feel like it's like, okay, at that point he's broken. He should now be full emotion at that point. He should be full sad for uh, water, full angry for Maria, 
I'd maybe feel happy for leave. Maybe leave can be neutral. I don't know. So Maria is supposed to be like a manifestation that only exists within Silent Hill. However, there is a different chapter in the game where you get to play as her, which makes me believe that she therefore is a real person. And so my take on who Maria is, um, and this is explained in the, that I feel is explained the strip club behind the bowling alley in that Maria is a, is a prostitute that James hired while his wife was sick and he, he gets her to, he picks her because she looks the most like his wife he then gives her the name, gives her a name that is most similar to his wife. So she, she's not Maria. She's just like she's another person, but she pretends to be Maria. And because she has a key to the strip club, like she lets you, she just lets you in. Um, and then he's in denial about it all because if you actually explore the strip club, he like you look at the stage and there's a stripper pole, and he just goes, "It's just a regular stage, nothing to see." Like he he reacts to everything in there as like he like he's trying to ignore it all, and potentially I feel like he has killed her in like in guilt, and that happened, and that like you finally come to that realization when you get into her cell in the labyrinth, like she's dead when you get in there, yeah, and I think that's him remembering like oh no I killed I killed this woman as well, uh. I actually I do like that. Uh, according to the wiki, she is uh, she is a self aware monster, essentially. Uh, so a yeah. demon that knows. Yeah, so she's a demon, and then she knows what her task is, and then in her born from a wish scenario, uh, she is like, I don't want to be a demon, but then she's like, Oh, I guess, I guess I could live with a boy called James. Uh, but I do, I do like the idea. Um, but I, f- I feel like the only reason I don't like it is because I feel like I would want it to be true in some endings, but false in other endings. If you get what I mean. Yeah. Like so, in the, the- ending that I got, where he admits to hating his wife for being sick and like stopping their lives, mm-hmm. then that version of James has hired prostitutes and, like, betrayed his wife. Her, kind of thing. her name was Candy, but he paid her extra and she let him call her Maria. And then now... But in your one, where he's like, no, but you wanted to die, you were so unwell. Then she is just a manifestation. One of the videos I watched was that, yeah, so Maria is the manifestation that's trying to keep james in silent hill and that pyramid head is an absolute bro chad who is trying everything in his power to get james out like because <laughs> when you fight him he then drains the water so that you can get past he kills maria because he knows she's bad like it's interesting uh i don't know how serious it was but i i love it i love the idea and I, d- See, that's I, the other thing. I love your idea as well. That's what I like about this game and these all games. All of them are representations of something in James's life. So, like, all the monsters are women except for... So this is my other theory as to why he potentially may have killed, like, other women. Because, yeah, you have, like, the, the all-legs mannequins, the nurses, 
uh, and uh, the horrible things that like cough. I think that that's like I think that's supposed to be like Mary's illness man- manifest. And then the and leg- it's also they're in a straitjacket because they're trapped like James was in that marriage. Yeah, and the thing is that Pyramid Head, when you first meet him, he's just like getting down with a couple of the legs mannequins. Yeah, very it's very uncomfortable very unsettling i think that pyramid head is james yeah i i've heard something about that as well that's i feel like it's a just a representation of like his his murdering and his like hypersexuality and then also he was supposed to be like made up a manifestation of his guilt and his like so it's like he is his worst nightmare kind of thing yeah um the only monster that is not James's is Angela's, which is I, I didn't realize this. I just saw because there well, there are other monsters that I also feel like are kind of vague and generic and mean a lot of things. For example, uh, trapped. Like a lot of them just mean I'm trapped. Um, yeah, but Her, uh, like men in a door. Yeah, the men in the door. Uh, but there was also I'm trying to find it because I'm trying to get through the wiki because I want to say the like the name. But when uh, oh. oh I've just found it monsters. Okay, there are. Hang on, we're gonna get here. There's prisoners. That's not it. No, that's not prisoners. There is creepers. Oh, they're the insects. I'd never understood them. I feel like I missed something with them. Uh, I've found them occasionally. Okay, the flesh lip is a lust or lustful lips is a monster uh, that Laura tricks him. Yep, cool. That's exactly what I was thinking. They're like trapped guys, and I read that as they're trapped in a hospital bed, like his wife. Right? Yeah. Um, and then so you come across this other monster, and I thought that they were the same thing, but the other monster's name is Abstract Daddy. Because that is a rep. What it is is again. I thought it was either a guy stuck on a hospital bed, or a guy just stuck in a cage. Because that happens. But yeah, it's supposed to be someone. If you took a three D snapshot of someone pinning someone else down on a bed, and then just turned that like three D model into like one amorphous blob, that's what it is. And so like I all the space connects with polygons. Yeah, and so I just saw a blob monster and didn't think anything of it. And then I'm watching all these videos, and I because that's the thing is I don't think playing the game. <laughs> I think I liked ruminating on the game more than playing it <laughs> because I was like finding out that this is for starters an exception to the rule that all the other monsters are his. This is not his monster. But then also what it means, and it's like, oh my god! And because uh, I streamed some of it, and even now, I like I feel like we've kind of we probably should have put a trigger warning or something. Um, but I felt bad because you know, if you're streaming at any time, someone could come in, and then someone did come in, and I'm like, I feel the need to explain this uh, because it's it's quite mature. I like yeah. Uh, I think that was actually going to be like one of my final kind of thoughts in that I think this is so revered because it appeared in a time where I don't think games touched these subjects like at all. So it's like 
I think this was like a, an early 2000s game that was like for adults to play. And on surface level, it's like, haha, spooky, oh, run from the monsters. And then, like, I think older people would have been like, oh, wow, like, this is dealing with, like, heavy themes. And they're quite, like, realistic. Like, they're obviously a little exaggerated, but it's like you hear stories of sociopaths killing small animals and then it just escalates from there. And that's exactly what happened with Eddie. And, like, that's exactly what their, like, train of thought would think like you know it's and that's that's definitely why i'm like this game very good uh and i think one and three is like more literal like the other endings you know the other endings besides so there's two joke ones (laughs) you've got the ufo and the dog (laughs) which is the dog is in like every silent hill i i love that like joke i like that they have it's so mature, but then they have joke endings. They really encompass it all. Um, but there's also which the one is the Kenneth ending. The canon ending is probably either yeah one of the first three or Rebirth. But I have heard that none are canon. Yeah, because it is not a um like the, sti- the There's no need for the story to like continue yeah it's a self-isolated thing whereas one and three aren't um and so they are a bit more like literal and they're like oh you are the soul of this person and i feel like that kind of i like that idea like i haven't played those games and i do want to uh like i like the idea but there's just something so compelling about that you really can just take bits of this game and go anywhere with it, which is why I'm mad about Konami because of PT, Silent Hills. Silent Hills could have been the perfect game to have uh, obscurity like this, but then because it's Silent Hills, my takeaway is that you would see more people kind of thing. Because Silent Hill is different for Eddie. Eddie doesn't see monsters. He sees people laughing at him. Uh, Angela sees the whole town on fire. And Laura sees a normal town. Um, And it's like it would be cool to see those different perspectives in Silent Hills. And then have one be like this where it is very like, what really happened? Who can you trust the narrator of it? And then have another one where it's like the rebirth, where it's like, ah, the reason that all these demons is happening is because Satan, like, the old... I think they are called the old ones. They go full Cthulhu here. Are uh, they great, though? Uh, no, not as good as Bloodborne, for sure. I guess I like the rebirth one on a meta level. So the rebirth one will take you... You'd have to play the game four times, at least. If you don't get any of the joke endings, you'd have to play four times. Uh, and on the on the fourth one, they put extra items into the world that you have to go and find. And you get them in order to resurrect your dead wife. And I like that the meta kind of looking at that is if the player keeps playing the game again and again and again kind of thing then like kind of you become as mad as james 
And so he is convinced that he can like resu- resurrect his wife with these like items as like an offering to these these old ones. Uh, so that's interesting as well. So would that be yeah. that you just have such belief in yourself that you push through, like you kind of, you go so far like to, in one direction that you then appear in the other direction. You go so far deep into the darkness, the depravity and the chaos that you push through that and then suddenly you rebirth your wife and everything is good. Yeah. Because like, ima- imagine in this time, if people didn't know this, the people who were discovering these endings might have been someone going like, oh, but he he keeps saying that he that she's alive and maybe she is alive. Maybe like maybe he can save her here. And and then you are like you're through the looking glass as the player and James. But your desperation comes to fruition. It's incredible. The narrative right now I'm I, I am taking a bit of the piss. But it is good. It is really good. Do you think this game is uh, a prime candidate for a modern day remake. Yes, I think if they were able to do a good remake, like I think that for the time, it is a masterpiece. But I am also a big believer that we should move on, kind of thing. Like I'm like, yeah, Ocarina of Time. It's not been the best Legend of Zelda in a long time. It's still very good. If I had to pick the game of all time when it came out, it's probably that. But now it's not. And that's because time happens. Uh, so, so if they were able to recreate it perfectly, then if they did a if they pulled a Demon's Souls, I would. It's a masterpiece. My only counter to that, that point is like there are old games that still hold up, like Super Metroid. I think that this is a remake. I think that this is like very close to Super Metroid. But the problem is because of the 3D engine, if you were to, like, you know what? If they could just port the engine well, I wouldn't need a change in textures. I wouldn't need a change in even controls. I found that by the end of this game, the tank controls really grew on me. Like, all of the controls really grew on me. Getting the map, getting items, it all felt really natural by the end of it, which I'm saying that because at the start, it was a reason that it's not for a busy gamer is because it's really not good in this day and age. But by the end of it, I bought Silent Hill 4 because you can buy that on GOG and I downloaded it and it didn't have tank controls and I changed the settings so that I could have tank controls back. I think that the, I think this game is one of those real like lightning in a bottle and that it's really similar to a sixth sense in that spoilers uh bruce willis is already dead what? like i already knew a lot about silent hill 2 because of what it offers to like gaming culture and it's not so much about playing the game as it is about pyramid head the fog uh, like maria and mary like the multiple endings like so much of it already has bled into other forms that I think if it was remade, yeah, more people get to experience it. But 
it's kind of like, do we need to experience it again? I don't know. I think they ha- I think they have trouble from my understanding. I think they have trouble from ever getting this good again. And so the the series is is dead in the water at time of recording. I don't think there's any Silent Hill in in the works because I think they couldn't recapture this because everybody kind of knew about this. I reckon that they could like, because the, the internet went mad for PT. And I personally like Death Stranding. And I reckon if Konami just didn't, just pulled their head a little out of their ass. A little out of the pachinko. Just a little bit out of there. <laughs> then I reckon, I don't, like, would the diehard but fans... But I guess that's what I mean. Be, I'd like to see them I reckon that try they something new. And I reckon there's a lot of things that are, you know, they. I feel like a lot of things are still... Um, I'm trying to think of the name. Visage, I think, is the name of the game that kind of took a lot of homage from PT. Uh, But then I feel like they kind of leaned too far into Resident Evil territory. And I think the biggest challenge would be making a good Silent Hill that is Silent Hill and not Resident Evil, if you get what I mean. It'd It'd be very tempting to turn Pyramid Head into, like, Nemesis, into... Well, they already did. Mister X, uh, Nem- no, Nemesis, no. and Pyramid Head are both in DVD. So, and so by the way, I imagine they gamify it more. The great knife that you can find in the labyrinth, you get Pyramid Head's knife. Uh, so hard to use, like it's so bad. I was like, I win. I'm Cloud Strife now. Uh, I killed Eddie no. with it. Oh really? That's all. I just yeah. whipped out my shotgun because uh, it's it shreks. It means like I hit him like three times and the fight was over. Although you know what's funny in the labyrinth, I got it and I got the wire cutters and I came across the door that is wires, and I my brain went the great knife. You got to hit it knife. with the knife, and then I did it a few times and I'm like, wow, this weapon sucks and it's not working. Yeah. Oh, I wanted, I have I wanted low it cutters. to change the ending, though, and it didn't. Yeah, I feel like... I wanted it to be like, if you use it, you'll get a bad ending because then you're becoming Pyramid Head. Yeah. It's just, it's just a weapon. I feel like that they really could, like, it, they could do a lot of good with the... I, I feel like anyone could do a lot of good with the idea of, you know... Um, <laughs> this is funny because a conversation we had off air. You could almost make it a roguelike. <laughs> um, we were having an, a discussion about roguelike versus roguelite. Maybe it'll show up in an extra episode. Who knows? But like, if the only difference is knowledge, that's still a very powerful thing in Silent Hill. Like, I feel like I could replay this game quick smart because I've played it now, um, and then get all the endings. But if it was a roguelike. A bit shorter, but much more kind of not open as in open world, but more open as in, yeah, if you go and get the Great Knife, which is guarded by Pyramid Head, it's not an easy thing to get, uh, you've got a new ending now. Like, that kind of thing. Uh, You could even go to, like, if you go to the hospital in this playthrough, you don't need, like, you can avoid it next one. You, You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I'd like to see them sort of stretch it a bit further. But Konami didn't want to. 
So I didn't really get far enough in to experience any of this. Yeah, how and far did you all. get? Uh, I don't even think I got. I got the radio. Did you not uh, go in the hotel? I didn't get inside any buildings. It was uh, I did, had no idea where I was going. going. You should have. Lost. You should have contacted one of us because I know you said you got lost, but I assumed you would have pushed through it. Well, here's like, like that in combination you get funneled. You, yeah, you I, get funneled, and I did point me in the right directions for a little while, but then. I got lost and I went one way and I kind of followed what I thought was the way it was sort of telling me to go. I got lost and I didn't, I wanted to try and avoid, like I wanted to experience it how, you know, you would have back in the day. No. And, and which means maybe I should have asked a friend, you know, some advice, but um, all the things you're talking about are super interesting. So I'm, I want to go back and like actually push through it. Yes, now. maybe I, I want you to I go just... push through it now. <laughs> it's only five <laughs> hours. You can do it. Um, I may, maybe I'll watch. Maybe I'll watch a playthrough and tell you if it feel like there's any difference. Because yeah, I find that like fascinating because the 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 town is like kind of fake big. Most yeah. streets are like dead ends. Yeah, like you do get pushed the right way. It was just and it's so only foggy. bad later in the game. Yeah, that's so the point. It's foggy. I know, I know. It's I, it's like you've come to me and gone, yeah, I've tried playing Jack and Daxter, but I just didn't get it. Oh, did you go to the forest or the beach? Uh, I, I was in the town. What do you mean? I tried to fix the windmill, but I couldn't, uh, so I didn't. No, but like I followed, <laughs> like I know it funnels you and it, it did like, there were times I thought I was lost when I was going in the right direction, but then there was a point where I, I went where I, th- I don't know, I, I I got lost easily, but it wasn't just that. It was also older console, hard to, like, plug in and play. Um, yeah. And yeah, the, the tank controls. Just, that's why I'm not the, mad at you at all. And the tank controls. Like, <laughs> if, if, if it wasn't for those, I would be like, you've thrown this podcast into the mud. How could you look at me and say this? But because, yeah, it's like it is a very legitimate thing that I've said, like I said, if this is on the new PS Plus, it is a make time to grind. But otherwise, I'm, I want to say fine time. Part of me does even want to go no time because it might not be worth all of that. But I think... Find time, because if you have the time to figure it out, or if you literally do have a PS2 and a copy already, and you have a TV that will accept the inputs, find time. I want to put this almost as like, this is Silent Hill 2, this is find time to grind 2. I want like a second category of this one, because we we label this as when you find some time. And it is that, when you find that you want to play this game, you're going to have to jump through some hoops. And if it wasn't for the podcast, I wouldn't have done it. But I am glad that I have played it. Yeah. It's it's like you said, Adrian, but I, I'm self-aware. Like Super Metroid is good from the get-go because it's accessible in very many consoles. Mm. But I, So I know that this isn't that. So I'm self-aware. I'm like Maria. I'm a self-aware monster. And so I know that this isn't that. But now that I've finished it, I actually do put this up. If I had to rate this out of 10, it would be a Super Metroid out of 10. <laughs> Whatever Super Metroid is, that's what this rating is. Whoa. 
Like it's it's that's legitimately a, that's incredibly high. It is incredibly high, but it's only after I've done it. You know, like that starting point. So bad. So bad. I think go. I'll give it a fine time as well, especially with the stuff you guys have told me. It's like it's all the juice I want, but uh, I just do find it a little outdated in accessibility i think definitely the right word for it yeah and you couldn't find the time because it's like why why try because here's the thing as well not of course i would never emulate um but you actually have to play with the settings you have to figure out how to get it to run on your computer like a game shouldn't do that (laughs) you shouldn't have to do all that to get a game. And if you're a law-abiding citizen, you don't have an emulator, so you need to download an emulator. And PlayStation, you need the BIOS, I think, so you need to source that as well. And it's very, mm. like... And you're not going to steal. You wouldn't steal a car. So don't kill your wife. <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't suffocate your wife with a pillow. But she's already dying. And they say they can't cure her. You wouldn't shoot a dog because you think it looked at you funny. And and potentially the owner of the dog? Yeah, so I think he kills the dog because he thought the dog was laughing at him. And then he found it funny that the dog died. Uh, and then the owner, yeah, chased him up. And I think he only shot him in the leg. And he's... He potentially kills two people in the town, one guy in the apartments and one guy in the cafeteria. So there are other people alive in Silent Hill that he kills and you don't get to meet. So this is why it's like Silent Hills, I feel like, had such potential because, like, PT isn't what I like about it, but I feel like by having a more open platform and having more people, because I think that's the most interesting thing for me is, like, the individuals, and then having kind of nuance about it. Like, okay, so you're here for your dead wife, but you killed her, but did you like it? Did you not like it? Did you, like, did she want you to do it? And so having all of that and then being able to see it in different perspectives. I really want to go play, uh, I think it's Silent Hill Downpour. I remember seeing an ad for it on the Wii, for the Wii, on TV, years and years and years ago and i remember being like you can't fight back oh my god a game where you can't fight back the enemies that look so scary and so i didn't play it because why the hell would i want to play a game where you can fight back but now i'm like i want to see what silent hill looks like to this guy i also wonder if eddie i think it's strongly implied that he eats them as well Probably. I mean, if they if he views them you fight in like a meat locker where they yeah. kind of look yeah. like torsos yeah, that's right. Because that's yeah, you're in. But I, th- but yeah, I always took that hill. as he is the ca- like the pig slash cow of the abattoir. Is that he but views but himself? Perspective. Maybe the people did laugh at him. Yeah, that's the thing. People were laughing at him. It, you were getting thrown up on and beaten to death, and sliced with a knife that makes Aerith br- blush. <laughs> Whereas. <laughs> Whereas he was just getting laughed at, he was like, oh, "Stop laughing at me!" And then he snapped. He also get timed on the boat. 
rowing across the lake. Yeah, that was so funny. At the end of the game, it's like I, I affects one of the endings. I started so bad. I started facing the wrong way and so just much. kept going the wrong way. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining our big long discussion about Silent Hill Two. Don't forget, next up is Orphan Sign of Sorcery, and after that, Brutal Legend. We must harness our dark powers to battle monsters, overcome traps, and solve a series of puzzles in Orphan Scion of Sockery. 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 In Japanese, it's (laughs) Sorceress Stabber Orphan. (laughs) Stabber. Orphan Scion of Sockery. (laughs) 